The Clubhouse Call-In with Burns and Gambo. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. If we could, for just one week, yes. take the music for the Clubhouse Call-In. Mm-hmm. For just one week. I know it's a sponsored thing and it's got all yeah. the bells and whistles and all that. Right. But just for one day, if we could use the Scooby-Doo theme. Scooby-Doo! Yes. Because Dre Jamison mm-hmm. is joining us here on the Clubhouse Call-In on the Burns and Gambo Show, the flagship home of the Arizona Diamondbacks. And Dre, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you guys? All right, let, let's, let's dive into this for just a minute to find out where the, the infatuation with Scooby-Doo comes in. The cleats were freaking awesome. I think everybody loved them. But how did you come up with this idea? Like, are you a fan of the show or the movie? What, what made you decide to do this? Yeah, I mean, growing up, I've always obviously watched some cartoons, and I feel like I was a young adult still watching cartoons and um <laughs> growing up it was Phineas and Ferb, Scooby Doo, Jimmy Neutron, uh SpongeBob were like my go tos. Um and I thought it would be cool to have the Scooby Doo theme on cleats with like the mystery machine and the and all that little stuff on it. Um thought it'd be fun. I mean obviously like I have multiple other different kinds of cleats and I go more on the cartoon basis just because I think it's cool. I think it's fun. And, you know, as kids watching, you know, us, um, when they see like a cartoon that they've watched or things like that on someone's cleats, I think it, it has a little more motive than just different colors and things like that. I think it's awesome. I mean, I listen, we all watched car- cartoons growing up, man. I think I, I loved the Flintstones and Felix the Cat and the, the superheroes. Aquaman was one of my favorites. I, I was just kind of think, though, I mean, any crush at any point on Daphne during your time watching Scooby Doo? We do? Listen, let's be honest. I mean, Daphne wasn't bad looking. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, when you're a kid, that, that those kind of things don't really cross my mind at that time. Uh, but yeah, that's funny you say that. Oh, I mean, if you're in the Avatar kind of, well, I mean, at the end of the movie, the real movie, Sarah Michelle Gellar played Daphne in the real movie, right? I mean, she was Daphne. Yeah, I mean, you're right. You're right. Yeah. So, like, you know, what is this conversation <laughs> just took a hard left into weird? Gambo asking Drake. Oh, we can talk about baseball all day long. <laughs> Oh, but I mean, those cleats were freaking awesome. Had a crush on a cartoon character. God, that's great, Kimbo. That's awesome. Well, no, okay. at some point in our life, I think all of us probably had a crush on a cartoon okay, character. I, I swear, we're going to ask you about your skill as a as a pitcher because that really is no, the reason not. we have you on. No, we are, we are. But but I, I just there's one thing I got to ask you about because all those cartoons that you mentioned, and I'm looking on the other side of the glass, and I've got our young twenty something producers of the show, and they're all like celebrating some of the cartoons that you're talking about. But man. And Scooby Doo's so much older than all those other ones. Did you did did you still watch Scooby Doo even though those cartoons are like sixty years old? Oh yeah, I, I grew up watching those. Oh, wow. I mean, okay, those were those were great. Um, but I got I got some other cartoons coming on some cleats and uh, oh oh things like in. that. I gotta I gotta kind of now I'm, <laughs> things are said with New Balance that I have to kind of show that end logo a little more um but ultimately i don't really care <laughs> okay can you give us a, a a sneak peek of maybe one of the other pairs of cleats that you have coming out maybe oh uh, yeah courage the cowardly dog <laughs> the cowardly dog 
Oh, my God. Yeah. Our producers are so excited about this right now. You should see them on the other side of the glass. They're so excited. That's great. That's great. Uh, that's fantastic. All right. Well, enough of your footwear, um, even though we probably could spend the whole 10 minutes talking to you about that if we wanted to. Uh, you get the call that you're going to start tomorrow. What what goes through the mind and kind of what goes through the body when you start thinking about, okay, I get, I'm, I'm, I'm back in the rotation. I'm starting tomorrow for the Diamondbacks. What kind of went through your head when all that went down? Yeah, I mean, it's just preparation work. Um, before that, I was told I was going in the bullpen, and I had to kind of prepare myself and kind of re – or not relearn, but learn how to come out of the bullpen. Um, and I started adapting to it, and then it was hit to me that, hey, now you're going to be a starter. So now I have to reverse roles and start preparing – way differently than you do as a bullpen guy because a bullpen guy learned it's more of get up and go um starting is obviously you know exactly when you're throwing what day what time and you prepare yourself for that so and in the grand scheme of things it's better um for me as a starter because now i know exactly when i'm starting i know what i need to do to prepare myself for that first pitch and um I'm excited about it. Yeah, listen, I thought you were fantastic last year and the few times you did, you know, start that Padres game. That first one was unreal. And I think you're a starting pitch. I was rooting for you to get one of the five starting spots. I really was. But I think from your perspective, it would have been, you probably were happy to make the roster rather than go back down to like go to AAA and, and start every fifth day. I imagine at least making the major league roster was probably more important to you than being a starter at that point. Correct. Yeah, 100%. I mean, making opening day, being in the big leagues is way better than, you know, staying worked up and built up in a starting, you know, spot to them wait. It's a waiting game at that at that time. It's I want to impact this big league club as soon as I can, and I'm glad that they gave me that chance out of the bullpen. What's the challenges for a young pitcher in the major leagues? Not Not having the experience, not knowing all the batters. What do you think the biggest challenge is? Um, I honestly don't really know, to be honest. I mean, it's the biggest challenge is understanding that it's the same game. Um, to know that, yeah, you're in the big leagues, but ultimately it's, it's the same exact game. There's no, there's no difference from AAA to the big leagues in a sense of how the game of baseball is played. It's the same. Um, now, obviously, you come into contact with a lot better players. Um, but you're in the big leagues for a reason. So just go to your strengths, do what you know how to do best, and don't try to overdo anything because you're in the big leagues. Just, just staying within yourself and doing what you've been doing to get yourself to that point. Do you feel like and, the, Do you feel like a lot of the young on. the young guys have kind of pulled you and, and, and Brandon Fat and, and Ryan Nelson and Colin? Do you feel like the young guys have kind of pushed each other to be better? Yeah, I mean, a hundred percent. It's it's a it's a thing where it's like when someone does something good, you try to one up them, and when you have that within a team, um, only good things are going to happen because it's you're not salty that they did something good. It's just like okay, I want to do better. So then the next time they want to do better, and then that's how championship teams are built. Um, and I think that's that's big for we actually do do that and. Um, like in spring training, that was that was the when Brandon had like I don't know eight or nine strikeouts. It was like nothing to be salty about, like because that's like my guy. Yeah, 
it's just like I told him, I'm like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to beat you. No, I don't, I don't think I did. But <laughs> the, the goal behind it was, all right, I'm going to try to get 10 or whatever his number was, just one more higher. Um, and it's just a set tones and competition within each other. And that's how how you grow and become better. Dre Jamison, our guest here on the Burns and Gambo Show. He'll be the Diamondback starter tomorrow in the day game against the Milwaukee Brewers, his first start of the 2023 season. I want to go back to something you said when they informed you that you were going to start the season pitching out of the bullpen. You you, you clearly embraced that role. You were very good at it in those games that you pitched. Did you, did you enjoy it? Were there elements to that that you, I'm not going to say preferred, but that you liked because it did seem as if you adapted to it very, very quickly? Yeah, to be honest, it was fun. Um, I actually did enjoy it um, because the adrenaline rush when you're coming out of the pen from when you're starting is two totally different adrenaline rushes. Um, and there's pros and cons to both. I mean, coming out of the pen, you don't know when you're going to throw. you got to get ready fast and things like that. But the pro is you're impacting the team in a way more on a daily basis. So you you can be in there, you know, four out of the, I don't know, how many, if you play five games in a series, you could realistically be in there four games out of the five. Um, and as a starter, it's once every five days. So um, I liked that because I felt like I was, even the games I wasn't hot or I was hot and I didn't get in, I still had that rush of when that phone was ringing. Is that me? And I kind of, I kind of like bought into it. I kind of liked it, and then I got switched over to the starting role, which I'm more comfortable with. Um, I mean, that's what I've been doing my whole life, and we'll see where it takes me. It's kind of like when you're younger and you're waiting for that girl to call. You just can't wait for the phone to ring. <laughs> right, just can't wait for that phone to ring. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Especially if it's a fake cartoon character that you had a crush on when you were seven years old, right? I mean, uh, hey, I'm waiting for Daphne to Come call on, me. Sarah oh, Michelle wait. Geller in the she movie doesn't exist. Oh my gosh, she's not real. She's a cartoon character. How crazy is she? She's kind of cute, even in a cartoon. Trey, <laughs> ah. thank you for having fun with us today. We, we we really appreciate it. Best of luck with the start tomorrow. We've enjoyed uh, everything you've done so far this year. We appreciate the conversation. All right. Awesome, thank you. Thanks, Dre. Yeah, Dre Jameson joining us up here. Daphne should be line. in the t- anybody's top five list. <laughs> oh no, you no. have a top five list? Wonder Woman. What Wonder could, Wonder Woman? I came up with a top five cartoon list. I could come up with one. Next, after this break, this is coming up on the Birds and Gambo show. Gambo reveals his top five cartoon characters of all time. The new meaning of a Gambo five this year. Who is the who is the red who is the redhead with the bunny? The redhead with the, the yeah. uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're talking about Jessica? <laughs> Jessica! Jessica from Who Framed yeah. Roger Rabbit. <laughs> Jessica. Uh, text us your thoughts, as varied as they may be, to the FanDuel text line. Don't tell us too much, though. Right now. That's right. Don't tell us too much. <laughs> there are barriers that shouldn't be breached. When we come back, we just spoke with a member of the D-backs. Now we get to talk about their entire team, because, man, do they look good. That's next here on Burns and Gambo.